Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, you're listening to the Five Minute Talk Show with Phil Iazetta. We're bringing you today's best comedy and entertainment personalities. Now, your host, Phil Iazetta. Joining us on the Five Minute Talk Show hotline is a man, and I don't want to feel like I'm making you feel older than you already are. I have been a fan of yours for so many years, as far back as I can remember, from MTV, the Tom Green Show, Freddie Got Fingered. I mean, I am a true fan, Tom. So when I heard you were part of this Kaboo Festival, first of all, I would think you would name something like this, because I still don't know what the hell the thing means. It's going to be in Del Mar. You talk about just entertainment personified, the Bengals, Blind Melon, the Colts. It's like a 90s who's who, and you are going to be on stage with a very difficult time slot, 1.45 in the afternoon on the IFC Humor Me stage. Tom, how are you going to get everyone's attention in the middle of the day in beautiful Del Mar? You know what? Uh, we're going to have a wild and crazy time, you know? <laughs> it's fun. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be there. You know, I, I've done quite a few rock festivals over the years, and, and uh, you know, I've done a, uh, I, I like doing big events like this, and I bring kind of a big, I bring a pretty big energy to my stand-up show. So, uh, so I think we're just going to have a good time. You know, I, I love it. I love doing stand-up. I, I started doing stand-up when I was a teenager before the MTV show. And, uh, you know, I've just really in the last 10 years, I've just been kind of having a blast touring the touring the world, really doing stand-up. So we're going to have fun. No, it, let me tell you, as I said before, I'm a huge fan of anything you do. I mean, from your music videos, we'll talk about that later. But the stand-up, I mean, you are really taking this seriously now. I know a lot of other guys do stand-up as, you know, a hobby from, from you know, here and there. But you're really touring all over the place. I'm looking at your schedule. You're at the comic strip. You're doing the Kaboo Festival. Then you're going to be in Vancouver, British Columbia doing stand-up. Then Austin, Texas. Then back to California. So, Tom, when did you – because I saw you in Vegas a while back, and it was when you really started getting back into stand-up, I think. Is it where you want to be or or probably not? You're always working at it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that's amazing about stand-up comedy is is you have a nightly, you know, uh, know, show that you can go up and experiment and invent things and try new ideas and – so like I, I live in Los Angeles here and you know, when I'm home, I, I'm jumping up at the laugh factory tonight. I was at the comedy store last night. You know, it's a great sort of energy in the comedy scene right now. So it's kind of like uh it's very addictive, man. Like I, I just, I, I, I gotta be almost on stage every night. I love it. Uh, but you know, there's, there's, there's lots of stuff going on in the world right now. That's, that's, uh, you know, my show's not political. I don't really get into talking too much about politics. I do talk a little bit about the president because I know I know Donald Trump because he fired me on the Celebrity Apprentice. So you know, uh, I have a few a, a few gags about that, but it's not like this sort of relentless political show. It's a silly show. It's a it, it's a I, I like to comment on a lot of things that are happening in my life. You know, my life is is interesting. You know, I'm 48 years old. I don't have any kids. I'm traveling around the world doing stand up and. There's plenty of uh, material there for me to make fun of just when I'm talking about myself. Oh, without a doubt. I just can't believe that people were hammering you. You just mentioned the name Donald Trump these days, and they hammer you. It doesn't matter what you're saying. I had the same experience, you know, not obviously to the scale that you did with Donald Trump, but 
I worked with him when I worked for Howard Stern back in New York. And I got to be honest, the guy was great to me. He was very funny. And when you look at it through the eyes of a comedian's lens, he's, I think he's just having fun with people when he says stuff, just to goat people, just to see what it'll do to them. And, you know, because I love comedy, I love watching people go crazy. I don't know about you, but it's kind of fun. Yeah, no, it's fun watching a guy go crazy, except maybe when he's got his finger on the nuclear button. But, you know, again, I don't want to talk pol- I don't want to talk politics, but, you know, it would be nice to see Trump maybe get into stand-up, maybe. You know, that would be cool. Maybe he should start touring, hitting the clubs, you know. I'd love to see him hop up on stage at the Chuckle Hut in, uh, in Poughkeepsie, you know. Maybe, maybe that would be a, a little bit more comforting, knowing that he was doing that. But, listen, again, I... Now, now we're talking politics, and that's something I don't really like no, to do. No, you know, let's I'm, get off it. In I, fact, I want to. I want to. You know, I'm, I'm Canadian. <laughs> this is your problem, right? <laughs> well, I was thinking that could be your next music video. You know, because I want to be friends with Drake. To me, I thought it was one of the most hilarious things I've seen in years. Just the fact that you did it in Singapore and the video. If people haven't seen it, they need to go to TomGreen.com to watch it. Maybe that could be your next video. Maybe trying to convince Donald Trump to leave politics and get into stand-up. Yeah, you know, it's like you said, though, like, the second you start talking about that, the Internet is just so divisive. Right. And uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to keep a positive, atmosphere, positive environment in my, in my uh, Latter years. social media. Okay. And, you know, like, I, I'm, on, I'm on Instagram all the time. I like it. I like, I'm on my Facebook and my Twitter. I, I like talking to fans around the world. And it, I just don't like it to devolve into this negative space. So exactly. even though I do feel strongly about my, you know, beliefs and my politics, and I just try not to rang, ramble on and on about it in my comedy, you know? And I think it's a good thing. And I think that's what people want to see when they got go to Kaboo. They don't want to see politics because we're getting it everywhere else. I mean, when, when yeah. a guy like you is on stage, though, you never know what can happen. And that's the one thing I love about stand-up. And that's the one thing I love about live comedy. And that's why people need to go to Kaboo, check this out, or anywhere you're going to be from here on out. Because Tom Green, to me, you're one of the last free speech guys out there who actually says what he means. Even though you do get some flack, it's not going to change who you are. Because even though we're the same age, you're never going to lose your soul and your spirit, I think. I hope yeah, you know, look, I, I just love, I love, I love people and 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 i've been doing this a long time my my show was on mtv in 1999 so it's been 20 years i've been in american television i did the show in canada before that so i've really been doing this for 30 years and um you know i love it i love i love you know when i go do my shows people will come to see me because they like my stand-up but then i also love talking to people after the show about you know favorite bits they remember from mtv a lot of people you know are Coming to my stand-up shows, remember being in like high school when they were watching the show on MTV, and right. and we, you know, so there's a lot of nostalgia there too, which is cool, and I embrace that because, you know, I, I have a lot of fond memories of it, you know, of, of you know, painting, you know, pornography in my parents' car, or doing the bum bum song, or or you know, uh, you know, getting rapped about by Eminem and Slim Shady. I mean, there's just so many funny stories and things that I've I've had happen over the years that I like. I like traveling around the country and just hanging out with people and having some laughs with everyone, you know? And I think that's why everyone loves you so much because you're just associated with a good time. I don't know anyone who honestly can say your name without smiling. And that's got to be the biggest compliment anyone could give you. 
Well, it's, it's nice to hear, you know, I mean, you never really know because, you know, you can, you know, in this business, like I said, you know, you can get haters on the on the gram, you know, and, and you can, you know, what <laughs> one hater on the gram can like make you feel bad, you know, all day when you really have, you know, hundreds of people telling you that all this, you know, funny stuff. Uh, so it's nice to hear you say that. I appreciate it. Oh, God, I appreciate you just hearing the way you speak. I mean, just your voice alone. Tom Green, that's why everyone's got to check him out. TomGreen.com. As I said, Kaboo Festival is going on the 13th to the 15th. He'll be on stage Saturday the 14th, 1.45 in the afternoon. So if you're making it to Kaboo, please buy tickets. You're not going to be upset. This guy on stage for one hour, I mean, you're going to be exhausted by the time you're done with this show because that's what you are. (laughs) You make my ribs hurt. You make my face hurt in a good way. Laughter truly is the best medicine for anything that ails you. And right now, I think people need to laugh more than ever. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Life is too stressful as it is. We got to go and have a good time. And, uh, and, uh, and I appreciate the energy of the audience. I mean, it's therapy for me. You know, it really is. Speaking of life being short and having to make the most of it, a guy who we lost just about, what, two months ago, Rip Torn. I adore him. Everything he's ever done. It's like you, his career just one of those people who has a soft spot in my heart. What was your experience like working with Rip and, and what a loss it is for entertainment itself? Uh, you know, I mean, he was just such a classic character, you know, and it was, it was such a great actor. And, uh, you know, he's always had such an edge to him too, which is exciting, you know, because, uh, you know, he played my father in Freddie Got Fingered. I wrote that movie and directed it. So, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of, I was working with him on a very, you know, uh, you know, intense and, uh, you know, up close and, you know, way, you know, we were, I wasn't just acting with him. We were working on all the scenes together and he was, he was really, really cool. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't think anybody could have played my, that character, my angry, aggressive father, you know, in the movie better than him. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we shot the movie up in Vancouver actually. And, um, you know, he'd go out on the, on the weekends, you know, on his days off and he'd go out to some stream somewhere and like catch like salmon and then bring in like these fresh salmon that he caught for the crew and they cook it up for us. And he was just, he was a, he was a, he was a class act. Well, speaking of class acts, you are definitely at the top of that list for me, my generation. Thank you so much for everything you've ever done. And I also have to throw this in because I never remember watching SNL and watching a skit, no matter who it was in, who, who was in it, where the character, the main characters, didn't utter a word, and they stole that entire episode. People are still talking about that. You and Will Ferrell, the bald eagles, do people come up to you and still mention that by chance, or is it just me? Uh, you know, I've got some people that definitely remember that crazy episode of Saturday Night Live that I hosted. You know, it was it was an exciting time, you know, because, like, um, you know, at the time, my show was, was hot on MTV. I had a lot of uh, youthful naivety and confidence that was maybe misplaced. And, you know, I went in there and uh, asked them if I could sort of write some sketches. And, you know, Lauren Michaels uh, said, sure, yeah, yeah. And, and they, they kind of let me kind of, you know, make it a little bit like a weird episode of SNL. So so I, uh, I, I, I have a lot of fond memories of that. And it was certainly a huge honor to be able to host Saturday Night Live. You know, I grew up you know, very inspired by the show and with Lauren Michaels being Canadian and so many great SNL cast members over the years being Canadian, it was sort of like a, you know, just a 
something that Canadians also, you know, have a lot of pride about SNL with Dan Aykroyd and yep. Martin Short and John Candy and and Mike Myers and all of the incredible uh, Canadian talent that's gone through there. So it, it was pretty pretty exciting time. It was an exciting time. For the one period of my life, briefly, I wanted to be Canadian because of you, Tom Green. So <laughs> you have that going for you. Tom Green, yeah. one of the best ever. I'm telling you, you stole that episode of SNL. All the other sketches, yes, you hosted it, but you really showed what a true comic you are. And again, thank you for everything you've done. TomGreen.com. Check him out at Tom Green Live on all the socials. As he said, the gram, you got to check him out. September 13th, yeah. 15th, Kaboo in Del Mar. Saturday the 14th, though, 145, Tom Green. Thank you again, Tom, for the time. That's amazing. Thank you. Cheers. You've been listening to the 5-Minute Talk Show. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and keep listening at 5MinuteTalkShow.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.